0: Good morning, welcome to Step of Nigeria's podcast. This is an initiative built to create awareness of governance issues that highlights the cost of corruption and its impact on service delivery. It is also aimed at promoting values that will help build a society with people of integrity and provide solutions to service delivery challenges faced by everyday Nigerians. My name is Vanessa Emadi, please kindly introduce yourselves.
1: Hi, Vanessa, I'm Ferrami Adeola, um, Senior Program Associate, Step Up
2: Nigeria. Thank you. Hi, Vanessa, I'm Halima, Junior Program Associate, FCT.
0: Thank
3: you. Hi, Vanessa, um, David Ainde here. My pleasure to be here, Senior Programs Associate, Step Up Nigeria. Thank you.
0: Hello,
4: Vanessa. Um, my name is Martha, um, junior program asheshe, Step Up Nigeria, Lagos State. Okay.
5: My name is Adenike Mamimbadi, program manager, Step Up Nigeria. Thank you. Thank you.
6: Hello, I'm Zainab Haruna, program director.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. So, I'll be taking lessons learned from building future leaders to act with integrity. David, what are some key challenges faced in 2021 and how were we able to overcome them?
3: Mm, I'll say one of the major challenges. Thank you, um, Vanessa. It's good that we highlight these things so that people see some of the challenges faced in this space and how we have been able to overcome them despite all of those things. One of the major challenges we faced, which we are still in that maybe some sort of the heat of it is the pandemic, the coronavirus pandemic. When we resumed this year, we had a lockdown of schools, which was a major channel, one of the major channels of our engagement. And we had difficulties of actually trying to reach out to these children. So we went through, we had to go through the process of waiting, try some online um, 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 engagements, which wasn't so effective because children really get distracted. But then we're lucky enough that after some time we got um, the federal government lift the ban. We got students back in school and then we we actually hit in so hard getting so much, we even recorded milestones achievement as a, as a result of this. We even went as far as um, engaging teachers, which we mentioned earlier, because teachers were also locked at home and we couldn't reach them. But we got that platform and we effectively trained teachers, teachers who have also resumed in training um, students in their classrooms as well, because we had so much time to actually teach them. So I'll say yes. That was one of the major challenges that we had, and then we were able to surmount that really well. Thank you.
0: David, uh, Halima, How about
2: you? Okay, so um, building on what David said earlier, so due to the pandemic, um we uh, um, schools had um were not really interested in giving us much time to engage with the children, so we had limited time engaging with the children, and um what we did was when we go for engagement, we were able to make sure we um we highlight key messages to the children within the time frame. Um, schools gave us and that actually showed in our evaluation results we saw more improvement in children showing more understanding of corruption even though we had very limited time to do a lot of um, the explanation but facilitators we were able to hone on the key messages for children to um so that they would assimilate that
0: that's that really interesting to hear <laughs> uh Martha oh,
4: hi Vanessa yes um I would um, say one of uh, the challenges we faced in this 2021 is uh, the Twitter ban. And the, yes, I would say it, in, uh, it has actually limited the application of our works because uh, Twitter social platform media is one of our major way where we try to bring up our, our work and let the world, yes, the way we amplify our work. And also, I would uh, say it has actually affected our book sales, too, because the uh, majority of our bookstore actually uses Twitter, too, too, uh with their, uh, let me say, with their sales. And then, so, because one of the bookshops actually had a conversation with us that oh, the Twitter ban had a long way in affecting their book sales, which one way or the other also affected us, too. And then... Um, I would also say uh, the security in some of the states, uh, majorly cardinal state. I can remember there was this time we were trying to do one of the events. That's the fiscal verification for the um, anti-corruption star award and the cardinal coordinator had to, like, made the plan back that, oh, yes, um, there is a security here. So I feel one way that we w- were able to... Uh, able to tackle that was through proper planning. She had to like, oh yes, if you're going to think places like this, you have a proper planning, you time yourself, you know that oh within this minute you you're there and you try to just achieve what you want to do and then leave that spot. And also she she's always like oh on the social media to so just probably any kind of news and just be let me say she's security conscious. Everyone was kind of Security conscious, so if there's any arises, everyone, all the team had to leave that place. So proper planning has actually helped us uh, in times of the security, insecurity, wise in some of the states. Thank you.
6: Okay, so Zina. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, for me, I would say one of the key challenges that we faced this year um, was the disruption that happened as a result of the Twitter ban in Nigeria. Um, we, we, a lot of our work in amplifying our work, um, we use our social media a lot. So, our social media are sort of like an extension of our you know our channels that we have, which include YouTube, the podcast, and um, social media is also an avenue where we share what we've done, but also sort of use it to educate people and um, who follow us on social media on how they too can also take up actions and and, and challenge the status quo around corruption. And Twitter has always been one of our biggest engagement platforms, um, but as a result of the ban, it meant that the community that we had built there, we could no longer reach that community. So that was um, a key challenge for us. We um, were a bit handicapped in the sense that we could not reach people who we had previously reached, um, even a, a large part of our sort of like our donor community, other CSOs follow our work and um, very actively on, on, on Twitter and they could no longer reach, um, reach us. So we started, we used that opportunity to start developing the other platforms that we had available to us, our Facebook, our LinkedIn. I think we leveraged LinkedIn a lot uh, this year. Um, so we started expanding our Instagram as well to see how we could now start, you know, building communities in other platforms besides uh, besides Twitter, where we had been, which had been like our really strong a, a really strong platform for us, but it was a, it was and remains a big challenge for us um, at Step Up. Thank you, Zainab. Uh, Nikke, what about you?
5: All right, thank you, Vanessa. Um, uh, for. I would say in twenty twenty one, one major challenge which um, was very critical to um, the work that we do was our access to to children beyond those in school. Um, because we don't want to leave any child behind and our anti corruption education is very important. We want every child to benefit. So it's been it's been a recurring um challenge, and um, this year also amplified it as well. We tried reaching out to organizations working with out-of-school children and also organizations that work with children with disabilities. So, so that's it. We've somewhat exhausted this list of organizations, whereas when we look around us, we see a lot of children out of school, we see a lot of children um, who are living with disability, but the key thing is we don't have the platform where we could bring them together. So that's that's been the major challenge. So we have those children all about and um, i want to use this opportunity to say if the organizations that work with out-of-school children within our targeted state, please you can always partner with step up nigeria we have all our materials that would want to use to reach out to extend a sculptured education to these children because they are also key members of the society thank you thank you so much mike and so Fermi.
1: You know, I thought you weren't going to call on me at all to answer this one, Um, but I I would like to add, just following from what Nike said, a challenge we faced as an organization, um, we also try to target children who live with disabilities, and so Um, In this year, we had um, sessions with children who are deaf, children who are blind, um, children with mild autism, um, but just children generally who have special needs. And with any special needs child, um, the approach in educating them has to be different from the regular children in school. And so for us, the difficulty was trying to decide, or the challenge was, you know, how do we read Emeka's money story? How do we tell Emeka's story or Halima's story to a child who is blind or to a child who is deaf? Um, And I think... we've done as organization is try to adapt so for example um answer speech the audio book was actually released earlier on this year and we also have audio books of our other storybooks and those audio books um we've used them to you know interact with children who you know, are blind, but they can hear. So the blind children have used the audio book as a means to get this anti-corruption education. Um, And the children who are deaf are also able to read the storybook. And then we partnered with their school to ensure somebody was in the room to translate and use sign language um, to ensure that the communication was made. For children who had mild forms of um, autism and cerebral palsy and things like that, we found that using our anti-corruption film, because of the sound, the visuals, was the easiest way to communicate the anti-corruption lessons with those children. And so it was really adapting the tools that we had already created um, to meet the needs of special needs children. I think that was a challenge we faced and something we surmounted. And just to add at this point that the proof of that is In this year when we held our 2021 Anti-Corruption Star Awards, we actually had three nominees who were children living with disabilities. We had two children who were deaf and one who was blind, Um, and check out their videos honestly and I think everyone listening should head to Step Up TV, Um, the playlist is called Anti-Corruption Star Awards 2021, Um, and we see that although the children are deaf and blind, the use of the reading of the storybook as well as the audiobook has actually inspired these children to take action against corruption. And so. Our uh, adapting of our tools was quite useful in reaching children with special needs.
0: Okay, thank you so much, Fermi. Uh, what lesson did you learn in 2021? Okay, um, so I, I, again, like
1: we've we've achieved so much, like we've all said, and in you know the previous podcast that we held, we spoke about um, how many things that we did this year. Um, But one of the things that we learned, which will feed into something that we'll be launching next year, and we'll talk more about what we're bringing to you next year in another podcast, but it was the importance of um, reaching all the influences of children. By that, I mean, we learned that children, they learn from their parents, they learn from their teachers, they learn from TV, they learn from social media. And what we've been able to achieve um, is to attack all their means of influence, so what we do in schools is we go and meet children in schools, educate them, and we also educate their teachers to ensure their teachers continue teaching anti-corruption education to them. And um, what we also did when we partnered with radio stations was working with radio um, to share content and have like kiddie shows on radio, which we had at Petals FM in Ibadan. We also had that at Nigerian Info, Love FM, a couple of other radio stations that um, used our tools to have targeted content for children. We FM in Abuja as well. We had an online debate for kids. And so it was, OK, they listen to radio. Let's put something on radio. And we've also partnered with Pineapple TV, like I said. So children listen to watch TV a lot. They like cartoons, they like sound. Pineapple TV has been able to use their platform to amplify cartoons and that kind of content. So kids get anti-corruption content um, through their television as well. And then now we thought we've got in their school, we've got in their, you know, radio we've gotten TV. What else can we do? And we've seen, uh we've learned now the importance of getting the buy-in of parents in anti-corruption teaching. Um, And so that leads us to in next year, we're launching the parent anti corruption champions initiative. And that's because we've seen we get um, the home as a center for anti corruption teaching. And the only way to do that is to start with the parents. So, yeah, a key lesson we learned is, you know, to try and change the overall behavior of young people, we need to attack all their spheres of influence.
5: Thank you.
0: Thank you so much for me. That was a very great lesson learned. Um Martha, what lessons did you learn in 2021? Um thank
4: you, Vanessa, for that. I'll uh, say one major lesson I uh, I feel we a step up we learned was that um, that the quality of our work, of our approach is actually good and it has we we've seen it, it's evidence, we've seen it that it has facilitated a lot of partnership, even those that we really did not uh, foresee. And I would uh, uh, point that out majorly in the, in the partnership with uh, SUBEB, that's the Lagos State uh, Universal Board, those that are in charge of the public primary school in Lagos State. It was just an invitation to one of our events that we just said, okay, let's just have a um, governor partners in our event. And then I'll... Coming down there, they're seeing what we do, seeing or how we engage the other schools, the private schools. And then they're like, oh no, this actually is a good thing. That was our word. You are doing good. So why don't you just reach out to all the children in the States? And so I feel like, and also the quality of our actually facilitated, let me say, fast track our the approval of all our four storybooks in Lagos State. So that's one thing we should know that yes, we are actually doing something good. Our uh, results uh, and corruption, the uh, Howard winners, uh, uh, all our evaluation, data analysis has actually showed that oh yes, what we're doing is uh, is having a change in attitude and behavior of these children. So this is one key learning uh, lesson learned that we should uh, take. Uh, forward to next year and then try to just uh, do better and have more impact. Thank you.
0: Zena. what lessons did you learn in 2021?
6: Uh, thanks. Um, thank you, Vanessa. I think um, one of the key things that really stood out for me when we're having our, <clears throat> our staff retreat at the end of the year was that there is no one There's no one way to engage our key stakeholders um, across states. It calls for a contextualized approach to how we engage stakeholders. So for instance, Martha just talked about how they engage stakeholders um, in Lagos, and that would be different um, for other states. now that we're looking out to go into more states beyond the states that we're increasing the number of states that we're going to that we're engaging potentially is going to increase next year, um, it's something that we've now taken note of and we're going to be applying. So for each state, we need to. Before we start, even approaching partners, government partners, schools, private sector, um, we have to do some sort of research to find out what works best within their context, um, and then adapt our approach to reflect that. We've always done this. Um, typically, how <coughs> sorry, typically how we go into states is to have, or how we engage stakeholders is to help them sort of own the project, feel like they're part of the project, and that has worked um, fantastically for us. But to build on that relationship, to strengthen those relationships, those partnerships, it's important to know what stakeholders prefer within their different states. And um, is, it, is it getting invited to our events? Is it follow up, um, you know, via phone calls? Um, is it courtesy to your offices? What works best for you within your own context? Um, so we'll take note of that as well. And because stakeholders are really important to our work, um, for institutionalisation, we need our government partners, we need to work with sc- at the school level as well. So all of our stakeholders are quite important. So it's really important to know what works best for them and to deploy um, accordingly. So that's one lesson that I've taken note of. And, you know, going forward, we're going to sort of strategize better on how to engage with them.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much, Lena. Uh, David?
3: Um, one personal lesson for me, and I know this also is what um, Step Up also lent, was how adaptive we had to become based on all of the things that happened the pandemic, the adverse re- result or effect of the pandemic, the ban here and there, the, ins- the insurgency, insecurities. I'll say we learned to be very much adaptive, and that spurred us to be very proactive. And it led to a lot. Another key point or a key lesson I'll say we learned is the fight for corruption doesn't just end with what we can do, is how we can get more people to join our cause. Um, Zainab highlighted that. Some of us highlighted all of those things. And that led to us bringing on board, which will be coming up next year, um, actively next year, is the Parents um, um, Anti-Corruption Initiative. Now, we learned that we can go to the schools, the teachers can teach the students in the schools, but then they go home and still get to talk with their parents who might not have the mindset of copying corruption as it is. And that's a very key lesson I think we learned. And then moving forward, I know that that would be very much effective. Another thing we also learned this year was that it's not a one cap fits all. Um, Individual communities, individual um, persons and all of that need to actually know their pain points. And that's led us to Watchdog Initiative, where we had um, focus group discussions with some communities in Nigeria, some rural communities in Nigeria, in order to know exactly what their f- problems were. We're focusing on the health challenges that they had. And we it was interesting that we found out that most of them had unique um, concerns. Some of them said, oh, healthcare was perfect. Another said it wasn't. So that gave us an insight to understand that each community has each pain point, and we needed to know exactly how to adjust and how to help them out. Also, Zeynab highlighted a point where we leverage partnerships within key government officials and then um, these communities, and that also taught us that we need these people to actually come up and fight for their cousins. and i think those were um, practical uh, important lessons that we learned last year and we're looking forward to having um, them in full pledge next year and i'll say yes that's that's some of the lessons that i learned and i know that step up as an organization learned as well thank you
0: i'm really really excited for the next year all of the preparations all of the plans i'm really excited and nikki All
5: right. Thank you, Vanessa. Um, For me, what we've learned, or I would put it this way, one key thing that Step of Nigeria is big on is a participatory model as an approach to engage all our stakeholders. And everybody has said it, really. Um, We don't just use one way to approach things. We instead um, understand our targeted communities or our target beneficiaries and hear them and get their feedback. So um, in the past years, we've been able to be doing that. And I would say that this year, majorly, we're able to develop targeted solutions. Even we adjusted a whole lot of our things to, Even to... Boys down to our M and E, we had to adjust it so that it can actually suit. Um, it will help us to effectively measure our impact and to suit the um, the kind of impact that we want to see, as in from our beneficiaries. And um, one targeted solutions that came out of um, our work which um, we started this year is the step up integrity certification program it wasn't just an idea that came up um even though it's a brilliant idea i mean that's um it was yeah it's it's a creative idea and all that but it was born out of what we heard our beneficiaries say that they want so it was born out of listening to our teachers listening to us our stakeholders, our um, school owners, the government side, all our stakeholders listening to them doing regular feedback review meetings and hearing them out. So that was what inspired the creation of this. And when it was launched, it was like something that they've all been waiting for and everyone was excited about it. So that was a very targeted solution. And um, um, like I said, this is part of Step Up Nigeria, participatory model. So um, I, I'm looking forward to more kind of inspiring and um, um, great solutions that we're going to come up with in, a, in the nearest year as well, where we'll start hearing more feedback based on what we're currently doing, based on what we've done this year, that will inspire us to do bigger and greater initiative or um, create bigger um, bigger initiatives that would eventually us to achieve our key vision which is to reduce um, corruption in nigeria thank you
0: thank you providing solutions to problems thank you so much halima
2: thank you vanessa so i would say one of the key lessons we learned was that um, consistent follow-up on our beneficiaries helps us capture results and evidences. And that has shown in our Anti-Corruption Star Awards. So for Step Up Nigeria, what we're we'll doing is even after we've engaged children and schools, we just don't leave them alone. We go, we follow up, we see how teachers are teaching, we see how what children are doing to take actions against corruption. And that actually has shown in our Anti-Corruption Champions. We've had more children this year that had actually taken actions to stop one act of corruption or the other in the various communities. And that's that's a show that what we're actually doing is working and um it's a key way to monitor um what the children are actually doing. One other thing I also think we learned was um partnership. Partnership is really, really good. Like it has helped us in reaching financial helped us in reaching more children. We've gone to schools where they have even watched Maker's Money and had Works on the TV and um, you've gone to schools where they listen to it on radios. And so we're also just telling you that we are looking forward to partnering with our membership is open. We're looking forward to partnering with so many organisations in, in the coming year to reach more children, to be able to speak to more children, both online and offline. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you so
0: much. So any other, any other additions? Anybody has anything else to say? Um, Yeah, I was just going to add that I
1: also think, um, you know, because of COVID and we had to start a lot of remote and virtual working, it was interesting how all the events we held this year were um, hybrid events. Um, So, yeah, the learning is Adapting technology to ensure successful events, because we had because we work in multiple states, we have stakeholders in different states, and rather than fly everybody down from the various locations that we work, we were able to ensure that our stakeholders were able to still key into our work, participate in our events from their different locations um, through using technology like this. So we had successful hybrid events um, by utilizing technology to improve our interactions with our stakeholders. I think that was a lesson we learned as well.
0: Thank you all so much. Uh, you've all heard from the team members, you've heard from members of Step Up Nigeria, how we are creating public awareness, how we are trying to uh, build bridges to to provide solutions to tackle corruption, to advocate for anti-corruption, to, to create a culture of integrity in schools, and not just in schools, in workplaces, in organisations. And this is really noble work that Step Up Nigeria is doing and I, I will say that I am happy to be a part of this platform. Are you all not happy to be a part of this platform? We are, we are. You can follow us on our social media handles on Twitter and on Instagram at step underscore up underscore Nigeria, and on our Facebook and LinkedIn at Step Up Nigeria. You can view our YouTube channel on Step Up TV. Thank you all so much for joining joining me on this podcast. It's been an enlightening session. Thank you all so much. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, thank you Vanessa. Thank you. Bye. Bye, guys.